for calling Call Me Cowboy. For Western lifestyle, press 1. For country music, press 2. For cowgal pals, press 3. Or stay on the line to speak to our representatives. Thank you. It makes me so happy, actually. It's It feels good to be back in some normalcy. Uh, uh, yeah, same. And I've been missing the podcast. I was, like, telling you the other day, I was like, I feel like I have all these, like, feelings that I just need to talk about, but I haven't, I, like, I'm, like, missing something. He's like, yeah, you haven't been doing your podcast. I'm like, yeah, I guess you're right. It's kind of like my therapy. I, like, sit on here and we talk about our whole lives together, and I've been missing it for sure. That's true. Yeah, I feel like, I don't know, just like with everything, ever since we released the last podcast, all of a sudden life hit us all at once. And we knew it was coming too, like since NFR. We had, I have the schedule and we're like, this is going to be busy season, but we didn't expect it to be quite as busy as it is. But for whatever reason, we just thought that, I don't know why I didn't like assume that we were going to be more busy than we were, you know? I was under the assumption that I was going to still have time to do stuff. Yeah. For for whatever reason, I'm not really sure. But with graduation, it was like, I know you texted me. And it ended up that, like, you were busy and I was, like, not as busy but still busy. But then when you got unbusy, you texted me and you're like, when can you record? And it was, like, the week before graduation. I was like, Hannah, honestly, I have not a single empty day from now till mm-hmm. literally today when we're talking. Uh, and... Yeah, that was crazy. It ended up being way more. Well, I mean, we haven't even talked to each other either. Like I was just telling Keeg, no. we talked since my aunt died. We talked one time to kind of like catch up on everything really fast. But then that's it. Mm-hmm. We haven't even been able to really talk to each other. And that's like, that's kind of the standard with all the relationships around me. Like all of my friends, I'm like, just so you know, I'm going to be honing in on you like this summer once I get past graduation. Because I just feel like this whole spring... It's been kind of isolating in oh. a way just because everything is so busy, you yeah. know? When are you done? May 24th is technically graduation day. That's close. Um, yeah, so I should be done with everything by the 16th of May, I'm s- which is really exciting, but I'm still super jealous of you because I have, <laughs> you know, two more years to go. <laughs> which is- and I graduated, our graduation is so early in April, but we start like really way earlier than all the other colleges. So that's why we mm-hmm. get out so much earlier. But you, hey, I was at your spot two years ago, and I remember thinking like I have I so much longer. But actually, mm-hmm. it went by so fast. Like it, mm-hmm. it's kind of crazy how quickly it goes by. Like I, I definitely freaked myself out because I graduated from high school seven years ago, yeah. and I'm like, I'm not gonna, like, because I've been doing school here and there, scattered throughout, but I. I had to look at my transcript just to have some sort of peace of mind. And before 2020, I only had three classes that counted towards my degree. Yeah. So technically, I cranked it out in two years. Yeah. And it makes me feel a lot more relieved that, okay, I could probably do this again. Okay, just like another two years, it really doesn't seem too bad. But I'm so happy for you. You're going to have so much more time now. I feel like a different person. It's so weird because you talk about it for so long. And I remember when I enrolled in school, I was like, it's going to be so long. Like, I am i don't even know what my life's going to look like by then. Like, who knows if I'll even make it through this. Like, that is such a long time away. And now I, like, did it. And it just feels bizarre to be done. I don't... Yeah. 
I felt so strange. It's so funny because the other day you were posting your stories and you're kind of saying the same, like the same, you're talking about the same thing I'm feeling, but like to it for a different context, like talking about like secluding yourself and kind of being alone and you like shouldn't. And I was doing the same thing and like also like not leaving my house because I like didn't know what to do with my free time. And I was like, dude, and then you said you went to that coffee shop, you felt better. I like literally went to Target and I was like on the phone with Georgia. I was like, I can't believe how much better I feel already just from being in public. And she's like, yeah, leave your house. Right. Like, like your own town. Like for me, I yeah. have, my town is so cute and there's a lot of stuff that I can do. So like yesterday or the day before, before I went to the coffee shop, I was like, I'm just going to go to the park and sit and do some homework. Mm -hmm. Never in my life do I think I've ever sat at that park to just do some homework. And I'm like, why? It feels so good to be out here, to be just like breathing the clean air I have. And like I said, my town's not big, but it has plenty of amenities for me to be able to get out of the house and do something, yeah. you know? So yeah, I totally agree with you. I totally need to be doing that more. And it's just way better for your mental health. Something that always makes me feel better whenever I'm like stuck at home or like I need to like get out of one of those is like, I, I watch a bunch of people that run shops on Etsy on YouTube and they post like shop vlogs like where they're just running their shop, just working and they work from home. And they like tell you all the things that they do like to make themselves feel like they're like with people. So like they'll like every day go out to a coffee shop and they draw at the coffee shop. And it's like, I'll watch their vlog and it also makes me wanna be so productive because they just have such right. productive days. They're packing, they're doing all the stuff that I need to do and that you need to do, but you're watching them and you're like, oh, I can do this. Yeah, I'm gonna pack with them. And so you're like watching them packing and they're like, oh, well, let's go to, let's go to Starbucks. Let's draw over there. Let's do this. It just mm -hmm. makes me feel better. Like I'm not, like they're my coworkers almost working together yeah you do get a lot more done well i've noticed i do get a lot more done at the coffee shop and i think there's a it's so hard like being working from home because you can just as easily stay in your sweats and not get dressed for that oh, day yeah but and it's not really necessarily that something that has it's not something like it's not a bad habit for you to stay in your sweats and for you to not necessarily get dressed but it just makes that much more of a difference when you do when you do actually put some makeup on when you do actually kind of get yourself looking cute like i feel like the whole rest of the day if i just make that decision in the morning the whole rest of the day will go so much better no that day i went to target i put on a cute outfit i did my makeup i did my hair and then i went out into the world and that, i think that's really what made me feel more excited is that i actually got ready and like before that day mm. like when i was in the last three or four weeks of school or I guess not the three, the, the last weeks of school before the couple weeks of the, of graduation, I was like getting ready every single day, even when I wasn't going to school. And it makes creating Instagram content so much easier because you're already ready. Yeah. So all you got to do is turn the yeah. camera on. Like it's, it makes it so that you don't really procrastinate it. But when you're not ready, you're like, ah, I got to get ready. And then I got to yeah. do this. Like, I don't want to do that. And I was, I remember like those four or five weeks that I was like on a roll. I was like, man, we're getting so much done because we're like already ready. You know, like it's, it, we've got all that out of the way and we can just go about our day. And then I literally stopped doing that because I'm dumb and thought I didn't need to, I guess. Yeah, it's really easy to get back into habits. And again, it's like, it's not bad habits necessarily. So you don't really realize that you like in your mind, you could be like, well, I'm just going to take a day just to be with myself, you know, just to take care of myself. And that's just as much self-care. But you just have to realize, at least for me, it's very easy for me, like what I was talking about in the stories, it's very easy for me to become isolated and just to think that that's self-care, you know, like I just need to get away from the world. I just need to whatever. And sometimes that's really not what I need at all. Like there's nothing that fuels me more than being at the coffee shop and saying hi to somebody or like having a random conversation with somebody I don't know. Like it could be the stupidest stuff that we're talking about, but just the fact that I put myself out there to like make a friend like that and just to like be there 
makes so much of a difference on my mental health yeah besides just staying cooped up and you know still getting stuff done at home sure but yeah it's just different when you're at home and you're kind of just isolated yeah I agree I go through like phases too though like I'm just like I will be like super extroverted and like out there and then I like need to be like back into myself and I'm like reading and just like doing my own thing for a little bit not in an unhealthy way but just like sometimes I need to like really process and sit in what I'm right. going through but you can get in like an unhealthy spot where you've been doing it for too long and you're like okay yeah right. we've processed we've done that now we need to like move on like we can't just sit here and keep doing this you know and I do that too where I like stay yeah. in it and if I don't make myself like in all, in all those moments too you think like you get in this spot where you're like oh my god what if I never what if I can never like get past this like what if this is just how I'm gonna be Stop and stop that's seriously like what goes through my head unfortunately and, and you think like it, it happens every time it happens you're like oh what if i like what if it never comes back what if i'm never motivated again is this who i am yeah, now yeah. like is this me now <laughs> yeah like just when i i hadn't posted on i hadn't made any content in like a week and i wasn't feeling motivated i hadn't either drawn or done anything for my shop i was like what if I never have ideas again? Like, what if they just never come back? You're so, I think it every single time. Like, it happened after Taylor was here, or when Taylor was here, I was, like, in kind of a rut, too. And I was like, oh, my God, what if I never have a good idea again? And then I she, le like, left, and I was, like, all inspired and made a bunch of stuff. And then the same thing happened with graduation. I was like, oh, my God, I'm never going to have another idea again. No, you're being dramatic. This happens all the time. Like, just go yeah, out and live I your think life. it's crazy. Just, like, the expectations that we put on each other. Like, because if we look back... Like, 15 years from now, you and I look back at this point in our lives. We're going to think about that in afar and how cool it was that we did that. Yeah. And just to think that we're only four months from that in a lifespan, only four months from that. And we're already like, what are we doing with our lives? Like, yeah. at least in my head, I'm like, what? Like, that feels very distant at this point. No. Which is strange and sad because I just, we just did yeah. that. We just did so much cool stuff. And now I'm like... I don't know if it's necessarily the need to have something else but just here in this moment the fact that I'm not doing something that big or whatever it is having the inspiration for something like that makes me feel like such a piece of shit sometimes and I'm like you need to give yourself some grace well and Shaylee kind of talked about that when we were at NFR we talked to her a little bit about uh about that like talking about most of influencing and doing like working for yourself is really lonely and you're like just doing like your daily stuff and you're not seeing those big moments like nfr like launching new products like you know those highs that you get it most of it is not the highs so you feel like when you're not in that spot you're doing something wrong but really like mm -hmm. the growth comes from steady everyday little tiny bits and that's not where you get right. the most um i don't know proud of yourself those are the moments where you're like wow i really did this i feel the same about graduation it's like starting to wear off and now i'm like okay now what <laughs> a week later what do i do literally <laughs> a week after your graduation yeah. you're like okay now what I, yeah that happens all the time with me and it's again it's kind of sad it's human nature yeah. but it's also like in those instances instances I feel like I have to really just remind myself like okay be at peace with where you are and I remember that's what or yesterday that's what Shaylee was talking about too how she's just so busy that she can't even reflect on the things that she's done good yeah and I could totally relate to that not taking the time to celebrate our wins in general even if it's super small yeah. you know no not something as big as quite the nfr but yeah but same like do. literally like just looking at where i am now versus where i was a year ago or two years right. ago like mm -hmm. just and it, it 
it feels so far away but so close still like I, I haven't even had my new Instagram account for a year I I don't even that doesn't pass my brain I just am like oh you need to do better you need to do more you need to get farther yeah right I never re- we never reflect I guess no never and if I do it's like for that 15 minutes and I'm like wow and then I'm like okay so what are we doing next what's what's the next thing I'm right. on to which is a, a gift and a curse like it makes us driven it makes us able to do things that we do that's why I'm able to work a crazy schedule and juggle so many things and same with you and why those things are successful it's because of the amount of work I put into it and that I'm not like satisfied not that I'm not satisfied, right. but I'm, but I, cause I'm happy with what I have, but like, I still want to yeah. like see how far I can go, you know? But yeah. Yeah. I think that's like the biggest paradox in my life is like working too hard yet feeling sometimes like I'm not working enough, even though, yeah, it's just, I don't know. I think it's hard and I think I've kind of just come to the place where I definitely don't have it all figured out, but I'm trying to take it day by day. So like if there is a day where I feel like I want to hustle and I'm creative and I want to get things done. I really try to hone in on that. And I think that's just part of quote unquote balance Mm -hmm. is giving yourself the grace on the days that you really need it. And on the days that you really are going to be working hard or feel like you need to be working hard, making sure that you do. But then also the days that I may not feel like working really hard and I may like, may feel like shit. Those may be the days that I need to push myself a little bit. Yeah. So it's I don't know I'm having this whole mental situation where it's kind of all of that you know like as far as with goals and stuff just trying to find that direction and slowly chip at it every single day but again it can be hard when like what we're talking about you're hard on yourself in general you also are your own boss you don't necessarily have anybody to go to so uh yeah it can be hard yeah and I've been lately like I've I've been struggling with like so I'm about to be freelancing running my shop full-time that's all I'm going to do after I graduate or after I graduate I already graduated after I come back from Disneyland (laughs) this weekend um and I was like trying to set up my schedule for that like I'm like I I freelanced full-time the summer before I started at GCU and it was miserable for me like I really didn't have a work-life balance and I just pushed myself and I wasn't even really running a shop then I just pushed myself and just worked 25 8 I never stopped working I never gave my days off I didn't have like a set like okay on Wednesdays we're gonna do this on Tuesdays we're gonna do this and then I never did like a like I didn't make a calendar where I was like okay I have these three clients this week this client that week I would just keep taking people on and I just was so unorganized about it and this was two years ago now okay so that was a long time ago I'm much I'm in a much different place now than I was but I keep thinking back to that person and being like oh my god I'm gonna be awful at this again but I feel like through this semester of school like this last year and uh the year before just like I've realized how much I can actually take I think you've you've noticed this in me too because the first semester the first year that I was at GCU I still had like two full-time freelance clients that I was working for I was having like mental breakdowns every day and then this last year I like dropped a bunch of people said no I'm not even taking any logos or anything and I wouldn't do that before like just set boundaries right and I've just been like I don't know scared about freelancing again because I'm like you're gonna mess it up but I I do you ever do that you're like judging yourself based yeah. on past Hannah and you're like that's based not on who you used to yeah be. like that's Absolutely. not me anymore you graduated from college you like did all these hard things you're better at balancing things but mm-hmm. it's gonna be a struggle working for yourself always is especially when you go like yeah. turning on the faucet for the first time and like everything's gonna come through and it's gonna be crazy but I'm trying to like 
come up with like set days for set things like Wednesdays we're gonna do this Fridays we're gonna do this and then I'm always gonna give myself Saturday and Sunday off which is something I never did when I was freelancing that mm -hmm. summer and it was like that was my first time ever doing that so it's no wonder that I was horrible at it for, right. for me I mean clients were happy they were getting their stuff but I was not um so hopefully we figure that balance out and do a better job with that but yeah I've totally done that even with dare to be a cowboy like when we first started it I was 16 years old mm -hmm. didn't know I did not know anything that had to do with nonprofits. I just knew I wanted to start one because that's the good thing to do but I had no idea what the legal the legalities and like the details and the information that actually goes behind that yeah and so I think about it like no wonder it was so like what you're saying no wonder it was so hard for me then and now I still have that fear kind of in the back of my head like oh what if we kind of end up like losing um our grip of this you know and I definitely have to think to myself just like what you're saying like I'm way older now yeah I've had so much more life experiences whether it has to do with a nonprofit business or not I just feel like so much of an overall stronger more stable person yeah so yeah I yeah it's so funny how we do that because again then I was 16 now I'm 24 and I'm still comparing myself to who I was when I was 16 I do the same why am I doing that yeah. <laughs> why? like as not even the same person whatsoever 16 year old Hannah was just learning how to drive and Hannah's like man I don't know if I could <laughs> <laughs> yeah I so thing. dealing with so much more life stuff and I'm like yeah it's a uh, I don't know. I think, again, that's like human nature and the paradox of that. You know, you always have to evolve. But at the same time, it's like you got to learn from your mistakes from the past. You got to grow from then. And but you also have to kind of let it go and, at the same time. And I'll just come up with any reason to doubt myself. Like if I can, like that's <laughs> yeah. what I'll do. There we go. Yeah, that's what. It yeah, is. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you can't do this. You weren't good at this before yeah. two years ago when you had no idea what you were doing. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. that's just how I that's what's funny about like where I'm at right now is thinking about even engagement and all of that aside thinking about this spring as of last year I was like this is gonna be like one of the happiest times of my life and I don't know if it was because of that expectation or I seriously don't even still know what's going on but it's just still so weird that you can have everything around you that's good yeah everything to be blessed and feel just so thankful for and you could still really not be that okay yeah it's really like it's I yeah and like I said last year I was thinking about this time and just thinking this can be just the happiest ever and you can have all these external circumstances and situations happening to you that are just so great but if you really are not at peace with yourself and what's going on as far as emotionally then you're not going to be happy big facts okay there's someone in my life that I was talking to for the last uh week and they were talking about how unhappy they were with their situation and honestly like I love them to death, but their life is not bad. Like, in especially in terms of, like, where they've been in the past. Like, I know that they're doing a lot better and that they have all the things mm -hmm. they need. Like, um, and I was, like, kind of telling them, I was like, you know, it not ever, like, it's literally your mindset is, like, 90% of it. And I hate saying that because I'm sure some people are going to be angry when I say, but, like, happiness is a choice. And, like, you have to do the work with yourself to get to that place, you know? Obviously, there's times in your life where bad things happen and you're going to be sad. Like, and that's normal. But, like, if you're just angry or unhappy with what you have and you're nothing bad has happened, you're just living your life, it's probably not your life situation. It's probably you. Because you need to be able... Yeah, you have to focus inward, yeah, for sure. Yeah, you need to make be able to make the best of what you have, you know? Like, when we first moved into the trailer, I didn't want to move into the trailer. I was like 
I did not want to. I was so angry about it. But then we moved in and I made it cute. I made it how I want it. And I love it now. I'm like, this is like, literally, I'm so happy with it because I, you know, made it. I was like, you know, why, why are we angry about this? We need to just like make the best of it, have a good time. And now it's the fucking coolest thing, you know, like, mm -hmm. but it's really like it, it is like that. You have to like look inside yourself and be at peace with yourself. Cause you, it doesn't matter if you have more money or more. That was another thing. Someone was, somebody else was talking to me about they were going to make more money somewhere. And I was like, yeah, that does not matter at all. Like I've, me and Ethan made double what we make in Arizona in Washington. And I cried every single day there and hated my life. Like it, I didn't have like family or sunshine or like things like that, that you can't put a price tag on. And I'm so much happier here than I was there. Mm -hmm. And it's really just like an inward thing. Like you're saying, or if your circumstances are bad, like move to change it right like because there are bad life situations like when i was in washington i hated it there and like i did my best to make it as good as i could but like i knew that like that was just never going to be the best place for me like i was talking to ethan about this because he was saying like yeah you were really upset there i was like yeah like there are life situations where you're just going to be upset like i don't think people in the holocaust were making the best of it you're in the holocaust you're in a concentration camp like there's no silver lining it's okay to be in specific like spots of your life that maybe you just don't feel mm -hmm. okay totally but and again like what you're saying you definitely have to be proactive about it and that's like what I was talking about in my stories yesterday is I think it really helped me put into perspective because that's where I was I was feeling crazy for feeling so sad when everything is going good. I'm like, why? I'm not that type of person, one. Usually I'm like optimistic. And two, everything actually is going really well. And so when my mom brought up to me, like just the whole conversation about how the devil literally looks for people like that. And he looks to isolate you and to get you into a spot to where you literally feel like you're just fighting yourself and you can't go anywhere else. And I can kind of see like in my habits, like it started from being out in public, you know, going and hanging out with friends to, okay, I just kind of want to stay home tonight to like making that train of just again, not necessarily habits that are bad for me, but like not steadily not choosing myself every day, you know, not choosing what's best for myself and the road and the hole that that brings you down to after even just a couple of weeks or a month, it can be really scary. And I think that's what people really need to realize is if you are in a situation where you're sad and everything around you externally is going okay, definitely look inward and look at all those negative thoughts that you have throughout the day and look at where because like what my mom was saying just like with Karens and naysayers and everything they're always going to be the loudest but God's still there God's still never left you so whether you're religious or not God still is there and has an open door and has a light for you but because the devil or negative energy is so loud it's really hard to see that and it's really hard to see okay how do I how do I get out of this but it's still always there and we like so it's just important to look for we get in our heads about when we're in those spots too and we think that like oh this is just a me thing like I just am doing this like right. everybody else they're confident and they're pretty and they're happy and they're having fun and they're they know what they're doing like literally nobody feels that way everyone feels the same way we feel like lost confused scared doubts themselves hella unhappy you know they go through crazy shit like their life's unstable whatever that is they they go through that stuff too but we just have a way of thinking only we have these negative thoughts oh like what you were talking about like the devil like looking for people like that like it literally mm -hmm. it, he have, it affects everybody but we just get in our heads about mm -hmm. it like like the thing like oh what if my ideas never come back I, everybody thinks that like literally everyone does but we that and like we were watching me and Ethan this is kind of uh, like 
off topic but on topic the Kanye West documentary have you seen it on Netflix I saw a couple of the episodes Kanye West I haven't watched fully into it I'm not like super in love with him or anything like I he has his fair share of problems he's a very I'm gonna preface this by he's a very mentally ill person like that's the issue with him like all his flaws are because he is like seriously mentally ill he has bipolar disorder and if you're not like overly familiar with bipolar you don't realize how bad it actually is and how taxing it is on someone's brain and how it makes them do absolutely crazy shit it's not like anxiety or depression where like someone could have it and you don't know um so prefacing it with that but he is a creative genius and he is someone who is just like absolutely relentless in the pursuit of what he wants sorry please hold for the u.s air force flying over my house Everybody, it's like our standard pledge of allegiance. Group salute. <laughs> Every podcast episode, we just have to respect the nation. I'm, Put the respect on it. I'm I'm saluting right now. Thank you guys. Okay, cool. Glad they made their appearance on the podcast. But he's like just relentless, and he he failed like multiple times, like trying to become a rapper. He was like a producer. He wanted to rap. Everybody kept telling him no. And he, like, literally over and over and over and over again. And, like, bad thing after bad thing kept happening to him. And, like, the last thing that happened to him was he got in a a car accident that should have been fatal. And he ended up uh, destroying his jaw. Like, the back of his jaw was in in his throat. Or his jaw was in the back of his throat. And they had to wire his mouth shut. And so he was making his album, College Dropout, which is, like, the very famous album that his first album. And he wrote... Have you heard Through the Wire? I had never listen to old Kanye so I didn't even know this but Through the Wire is about him rapping with his mouth wired shut that's why it's called Through the Wire so it's literally him and in the song his jaw is literally wired shut like he can't fucking open his mouth right and he's talking about that on there how he like almost died and how he had to have his jaw wired shut and he's like no I have to like put this album out like this is like I need to do this and like that's one of those things where like they were, like, saying he might never, like, sound the same after that because your mouth is all different. And he was, like, really scared that that was going to happen to him. But, like, didn't let it stop him. Like, that's something that uh, someone else would have quit, you know? And I was telling Ethan, right. he was, like, that's the only difference between successful and unsuccessful people, I think, is, like, that Kanye wouldn't stop, but someone else would have. And he ended up that year that... I'm pretty sure that album won Grammys. I'm not 100% sure. But he changed, like, the whole rap genre because he was rapping about different things and, like... He was actually raised in, like, a super great home, and he all his songs on his first album were religious, which I didn't know that. A lot of them were, like, uh, Jesus Walks, I think, is on the first one, and a couple other things. But it just very, very crazy, and his story is really inspiring if you watch it, and you can see, like, literally over and over again people telling him no. And there's, like, this guy was following Kanye around all those years because he saw him and was like, oh, this guy's going to be famous, and uh, started re- making a documentary about him, like, then, before he was even famous. And so he has actual footage of Kanye, like, walking into, um, is it, I can't remember what the name of the, the label is that he was walking into. Sorry, my cat's mm-hmm. in the way. Wasn't he, like, rapping to the secretaries or something? Yeah. Like the receptionist? Yeah, I saw that episode, or at least that part of and it. He's, I don't know why I didn't finish it. Shit. And he's, like, playing them his, his, like, new songs when they're just first out and, like, being like, listen to this, please. Like, anybody that'll listen to it, he's, like, making them listen to it. And it's just, I don't know, that kind of hustle is what gets you places. And, like, Absolutely. even when you doubt yourself, just being like, nope, we're doing this. Like, it doesn't matter. Everybody mm-hmm. feels like this. Everybody doubts themselves. It's not because I, I suck and everybody else rocks. I just need to keep going, you know? Right. And that's, like, when I'm in a place like this, in these moments, like, if I'm not feeling, like, in just in this stage of my life, I'm 
I've come to a point to where I'm content with not being okay sometimes because I know I will have to feel these feelings and I have to process through them in order to get out on the other side stronger and better. So I also think when you are feeling this way and you're feeling overwhelmed, yeah, it sucks, but also try to embrace it a little bit because that is part of the human experience we're not here just to be happy all the time we're not here just to be successful all the time yeah we have to lose we have to be depressed sometimes in order to become stronger and like what you said the most successful people are the ones that look at it like that and say okay this is just a challenge yeah. that's fine i can feel this way right now but that doesn't mean that this is the end all like i still will be making moves from here just because it's not quote unquote ideal it's just normal i think it's just totally normal for us as humans to just think that we have to do all of this crazy stuff and achieve all of these crazy things and yes we do but it's okay to be have stages where we're upset and we're not necessarily feeling quite like that as well it's all a balance that's another word that's like made more sense to me like that's one of the words that people would talk about was like their word for the year and i was like why why balance like i don't understand that but like this is where the one of those moments where i like get it and it's like literally a balance of like pushing yourself but being okay with yourself like going after goals but letting yourself rest like all that stuff there's a mm-hmm. whole like line you have to walk which kind of makes everything really hard yeah. i i was watching don't judge me but i was watching the you can judge me it's fine i was watching the kardashians i never watched keeping up with the card i love them for some reason i have this full-on obsession with them now and i do not know where it came from never been into pop culture never gave a fuck about anybody but i love their grind and just like the hustlers that they are so i watched a couple of their new episodes actually every single episode that's out i have watched that's on hulu and it's just very interesting to see i i just picture them as like stoic and like people are saying things on the internet but their phones are off anyway like just not paying attention to that stuff just you know they're just so much higher that i would not i would think i would not even like pay attention to anything else but so she was getting ready to host snl and she was literally saying that she didn't want to do it she does not want to do it at all because she did dancing with the stars and it was just the most embarrassing thing she's ever done in her life and um so she just felt like she can't dance and she's not funny so why would she try to go on snl and she pushed herself to do it which was really cool and just to see like her anxiety beforehand was so there it was so true she was so nervous but also to see her push herself through like in everything that she did everyone that she talked to to make sure that she was ready but also like 10 minutes before she was freaking out and then like her sisters like chloe has so much anxiety about just being in the public eye i just think it's so normal for people like we look at you know like i look at you or i look at west Esperado or just like anybody like that and from an outside perspective whether i know you have anxiety or not i think you're always chilling i don't see you when you're breaking down i don't see you when you're crying and i think that's a really hard thing for people to put into perspective but watching the kardashians just really showed me that you can be the highest of the high the richest of the rich the most celeb of the celeb and you will be so nervous about simple things like that i watch them a lot not because i super love them or anything because i feel like when you look into them like they've done a lot of sketchy shit and i'm like okay i like i'm the decision the like choices i'm the jury's out on that one i don't love like the body image stuff they've done like they've really been a big contributor to like some of that but i do like the show for the reasons you're talking about like seeing that that stuff still bothers them and like 
I don't know. For me, a big one was Kylie's like first pregnancy that she had where she like hid it from everybody. And I was like, I know that she hid it because she wanted it to be private. But I think a big part of wanting to hide it and make it private was because she's like, doesn't want to hear anything about anything from anyone. And like, I just like her, the, just seeing her do that. It was like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. She's like, just like a normal freaking person. Like she doesn't want to hear about that. She ha is having this baby so young or have negative comments about the way she looks or whatever and just be happy and be at peace like on her own right which i think is is super cool and i do like the show sometimes it's like a hate watch thing but i do like to watch it. i haven't watched any of the new ones but i used to watch i've watched like the newer seasons of the old kardashians and i i liked those and i'm excited to watch the new season because it's like actually i feel like it's more in the past the seasons were like about like they were kind of like delayed like what was going on in them but this season is like super recent like what was going on in it so right. i'm excited to to watch all of that yeah they said this is more updated like more recent and more documentary style because now that they took yeah. a break everyone kind of has their own businesses and i think that probably is my favorite part is watching one how they all approach their different businesses based on what they want to do but then two mm -hmm. also how chris jenner handles everybody like she, i just think that she is like yeah most people do obviously she's a boss ass bitch but it is it, it really is crazy how she wakes up at 4 30 she's on the treadmill like literally bitching about how people aren't up at seven like she's like isn't this lunchtime i'm like dude go you and that's what you have to it just motivates me because i'm like that's that's who you have to be to be in that position you know you have to be on that level all the time if you want to be that successful and chris jenner has been through it like if you hear about her life like not just like the like she met uh, the Car Rob Kardashian when she was 16 and then he like tried to marry her then and she was like no and then they got married when she was like 19 I think or 20 and he was mm. like 30 something like I, d I don't know and then like their whole relationship she wasn't exactly happy she wanted to do more she didn't want to just be a stay-at-home mom and then they ended up divorcing and then marries Bruce and then Bruce decides he's Caitlyn which like whatever that's his deal her deal that she decided to do that but like can you imagine being a wife and going through that? Because I can't. I remember when they did, like, the specials on that and the whole family was just, like... I love that they didn't, like, play it for the social justice warriors and they were just, like, really honest about, like, we are so confused and upset and hurt and she, Bruce, Caitlin, is, like, doing all these really awful things and, like, I don't know, just that whole split was so messy and, like, I cannot imagine, especially when Chris is already juggling all these businesses that on top of it like your husband comes to you he's like yeah i'm leaving you and also i'm gonna be a girl now and you're like are you fucking kidding me right now <laughs> like i'm already doing everything and now this like why why one more mm. thing you know i i think she is a bad bitch i love chris jenner i, I will say that 100 percent. i think yeah. she is like this she's definitely the the brain backbone everything of that whole situation like she is very smart lady yeah, it's, yeah, it's just puts into perspective for sure. That whole family kind of does. And you can, again, just like with anybody in the Western fashion industry, you can see them on social media for face value just as much as you want. But it's really interesting, like for us, we at NFR, we got the opportunity to be able to talk to some of these people on a deeper level about what they're actually going through. And selfishly, it helps me a lot when I'm going through that same type of stuff to know that they are they have to deal Struggling. with battles as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I try to post about that stuff too. I was going to say, our generation has such a 
better appreciation for when you share your feelings like that than other generations. At my grad party, one of my family friends came up to me and was like, on your stories, you're like kind of a mess. Like you're like, one day you're like crying and you're like, ah, happy. And then you're like sad the next day. And I'm like, yeah, that's like how everyone is as a human being in their life. Like I'm trying to like yeah, portray an honest. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm crying because I'm a college student that's running a business and a podcast and all this mm. other stuff. And I'm trying to be a wife and a sister and a daughter and horses and this like it's a lot like if I just got on there every day and was like hi guys having the best day ever like every single day it it wouldn't be accurate that's not real like some days I don't even get on there you know because because you're not in the space to I just yeah I feel like our generation respects that so much more because we know like it's just so much nicer to see all sides of it and anybody who's listening to this that creates content on the internet you should be doing that like I know there's a couple people that I've talked to in the last couple months that make content and they were like asking me like what I think they should do. And I was like, I think you should post, I think you should get rid of your private story and start posting that to your real story. Because I think that's what you post on your private story is your actual feelings, your actual emotions, how you actually feel about your life. And then you have like this filter on when you're on your real story. I don't have a private story. I will never have one. Cause anything I'm saying on there that I feel like I need to get off my chest. I feel like I should say it to everybody. Like if I'm stressed, if I'm sad, if I'm angry, if I, you know, like I should just say that I just, you just need to be real and raw with your audience and say exactly how you feel. And that's why people relate to you because they go through those same things, just like we're talking about, the things that nobody, nobody says. What's up, guys? As many of you probably already know, I'm a lover of the Western lifestyle, and I'm also a graphic designer. I love creating things that blend a little West Coast into the Wild West and speak to the modern cowgirl. I create stickers, tees, and much more, and you can shop it all at Etsy.com slash shop slash Wayward Western Co. That's Etsy.com slash shop slash Wayward Western Co. And make sure you tell them that Call Me Cowboy sent you. You use the code CallMeCowboy10 at checkout, and you get 10% off your order. That's CallMeCowboy10 for 10% off of your order. Thanks, guys. What's up, guys? Hannah Beth here to talk to you about Dare to Be a Cowboy, which is a nonprofit that I founded in 2014. Our mission is to ensure that all youth, regardless of where they're from, what their financial status is, or any other constraints that they may have, that they still have access to the resources and the support and the education to thrive within the Western and agricultural industries, whether that means that they just want to learn how to ride horses or if they want to rope or whatever their dreams may be. We offer programs and opportunities such as monthly grants, clinic scholarships, entry fee scholarships, backstage experiences at pro rodeos, and so much more. If you want to get involved, go to our website at daretobeacowboy.org, or if you want to refer a child to be a recipient of our experiences, you can go to the website as well. That is, again, daretobeacowboy.org. So again, if you guys want to get involved, absolutely do so. Become a part of the movement. Dare to be a Cowboy is for the future of the Western and the agricultural lifestyles. Now, let's Let's get back to the podcast. With the uh, Instagram stories yesterday, I was like, I just, I don't really know if I want to post it. It made me think about all the times that I do have mental breakdowns and I am not feeling good. And what you will see or people on my Instagram will see is nothing. You're not going to see a post from me that day. You're not going to see a story from me that day. That's it. You're not going to see me in my actual not doing well state. So that's probably like within the past three months on Instagram where I've been, why I've been so inconsistent and why my posts are just like mostly of people around me and my exterior because I don't want to show myself I don't feel good so yesterday when I posted that it was kind of like a big deal because it was like the first time in a long time where I actually just 
put it out there. I wasn't afraid about how many stories it was going to be. I wasn't afraid about like how long it was. I just put it out there. And the response I got was just insane. And it made me realize how much more I should be posting stuff like that because the amount of people that reached out to me and said, I'm literally going through the exact same thing. I was like, damn, you know, because again, you don't you don't put it into perspective when it's just you. You just think you're the one that has a problem. So, yeah, I mean, if you're an Instagram creator in general or just having this problem as a person, talking to people about it is the biggest thing. I think the biggest thing with me in general was that I didn't want to put a label on myself, which I have heard so many times, like just about depression anxiety in general i've heard so many things about why people don't want to talk to other people and i've always kind of thought well i would talk to at least like keegan or something like that you know but truly it wasn't until the past few days that i like actually talked to him about it and i said i honestly feel like i haven't really put that much emphasis on how i'm feeling because i don't want to put that label on myself i don't want to label myself as I'm in a state that's maybe not that well, you know, like I need some TLC right now because I always want to be strong and I always want to say, well, I can because I am very like I can switch my mindset in five seconds. Like if I can be if I want to be a different person, I just need to make that decision right now. So I think just with all of that added up, it can be really hard for people to talk about what they're actually feeling on the inside because maybe they don't really even like want to put that much emphasis on it themselves you know but you should because it's your true feelings and it's actually how you feel you're just compartmentalizing it essentially by doing that yeah that's what i try to try to tell people too like me talking about that professor that was really rude to me i talked about that a lot on my instagram stories yes. and i actually have a i took a photo with her on the last day of school on the on graduation ethan made me and i i think i'm gonna post it i haven't yet but on graduation i wrote up a story and it was me and her standing there and i was like just so you guys can put a face to the name this is the lady that called me too loud controlling like, I was going to, like, list all the things that she said and, like, have her on my stories. And I was like, this is kind of petty. And one of my professors followed me on Instagram. And I'm like, I don't want him to see this. So I'm going to have to mute him from my stories for that one day. Because I just, I'm sure he doesn't want to see that about his boss. But, yeah, I think I'm going to post it. But, like, posting about that was hard for me, too. Because it's just, like, I know other people, like, probably have had similar feelings about me. Like, because if you, me at first glance, if you don't actually know me, you think I'm loud and obnoxious and I don't know if that's a, like what a lot of people that's been a lot of critiques about me from people that don't actually know me and are just like not I, I don't know don't want to like actually get to know me um so it's hard to talk about for me because it's like a really sore spot in my life like when people say oh you're you're obnoxious or you're too loud or what or you're whatever and she was like an adult I I hate when mentors or I say adult but that's not really the word I'm looking for because I'm an adult too but like just mentors or people that are in a, a spot of like controlling your life like use that control or power over you to freaking bully you when you're a student or a, a an athlete right like coaches in high school or you're actually a kid and it's your teacher when you're young like I just hate that and so talking about all my stories it was hard for me but I'm glad that I did because I had a lot of people reach out to me saying they had had similar experiences or just like that the lady was wrong and, and that made me feel better. And I was like, yeah, I know she's wrong, but it still sucks going to school every day and seeing her like, and that was a, a tough, tough thing to go through. But yeah, I try to tell people all the time, like just post, post about yeah. it. Say like, obviously don't like use your, your trauma or, or your, what you're going through for like clickbait or whatever. Don't like right. use it for monetary reasons. 
but if you feel comfortable talking about it talk about it you know yeah I uh I think sometimes like even being an influencer maybe you're I don't know if a sacrifice is the best word, but sometimes you do have to kind of sacrifice yourself if you want to help people. And I think that's what has yeah. come down for me. Like after my aunt dying, I kind of just thought about like, what do I, what like, of course people passing away that are close to you kind of just makes you reflect on life, like really puts a halt to it and makes you really look at everything from perspective. What am I doing that I feel like is something that I'm doing because it just makes me look cool or this is the way that society has made me versus what do I what do I really want to do and what have I always wanted to do and for me that's helping people I always want to inspire motivate empower that's literally been my motto since I was 16 years old and I think I've kind of gotten away from that a little bit granted you're an adult you want to be successful you want to find your own career and do you know things for yourself but also I think the more that I tap into that the more I will stay aligned with what my journey is. So like that story was basically a product of that, of me telling myself, you, you're here to help people. You're not here on Instagram to look pretty and be a model. Like that's not your influence here. You're here to inspire people to be their best selves and to try to have a life of peace. And that's what inevitably made me post it. So I don't know. I think you just got to stay strong to what your um, what your morals are and what you what kind of impact you want to have on people what they what you want them to get out of it I do think it helps a lot and it's really important to be open about it and that's not even just on Instagram that's in personal life too because I will say even being more open about what I'm going through right now with my friends I didn't realize that they were going through kind of the same thing I haven't talked to them about it because again I've been isolated so I think the more that you can be open about it, the more you can help yourself and other people. So I feel like we should talk about things that have happened to us too, because we haven't, we haven't talked in literally so much has happened. Literally so long. I feel like we should just start with horses. What we, what's new with horses. And I feel like you should go first. Okay. Yeah. We'll start with Hannah had the coolest thing happen to her ever. I think. Yeah. Okay. We literally, cause we've talked about this on the podcast a little bit before, just about moonshine. So I think everybody has a little backdrop, but, or background, but moonshine ended up having her baby. She had a little bay filly. The whole process of everything is just crazy how it can just, you know, like I found out that moonshine conceived was when I was with you in Arizona in April. So crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember thinking, okay, this is never going to come like a year. And yeah, I mean, even getting to her due date, I wasn't quite feeling too anxious. But um, so you with horses about 320 days after they are confirmed pregnant. So after they conceive, really 320 days is kind of like your safe zone with the baby. So you really want to wait for 320 days. She hit 320 days, but technically their due date is 340 days. Um, so she surpassed 320. We were on baby watch all the way until her due date. And she surpassed her due date by like six days. And I thought she was going to go even farther. And kind of just the thing with horses is you're going to be pretty lucky if you get to see the birth. And because usually they do it in the middle of the night, they sort of give you some signs, but really not enough to where you can't be sitting out there for 24 hours. I had a camera, I had that sort of thing, but not really a whole lot. Um, and it just so happened that one random night, everyone says the storms roll through and the babies are born and sure as shit, 
It was completely sunny all day. At six o'clock, some storms started rolling through. At eight o'clock, I looked at Moonshine and I'm like, she does not look okay. <laughs> like literally, she looks not good at all. She just kept biting at her stomach, was kicking around, just really looked super restless. And um, so I went out there and she pulled this weird move where she like clinched all of her back end and it almost hit the ground. I'm assuming contractions or something like that. So I text my mom at 8.20. And I said, uh, pay attention to that baby camera because I think we might have a baby. And 25 minutes later, 8.45, we had a baby out and she had already given birth. It's just, I, I'm going to release a birth video about it all because it's just crazy how fast it happened and um, how easy Moonshine made it look. Like she literally just gave birth within 10 minutes and then within 15 minutes Elle was standing and then within another 15 minutes she was nursing and pooping and I like me and Keegan are just looking at each other like what the hell like feeling like new parents totally like this could be the most overwhelming situation but by the grace of God Moonshine not only had a completely healthy and perfect labor but also a baby that is able to stand and kind of take care of herself and we really didn't have to do anything at all, which was quite the blessing because for those of you guys that don't know, this is my first full ever. Never planned on having any babies in my life or like not until later in life when I was like more ready, had the facility, had the money, you know, was just in general more ready. And uh, this last year was Moonshine's last year that she was going to be able to be a maiden mayor, have a baby for the first time. So we kind of got thrown into it, but it has been freaking crazy. Baby life is just overwhelming and very humbling she keeps us on our toes the most simple things such as wanting to pet a horse or haltering all of a sudden becomes a blessing because <laughs> you realize that they don't come out knowing that shit so yeah she's a month as of last week she's a month old there's just so much i could talk about but it's been a really cool i, I was journey. so angry because i was checking the camera over and over and over again and i missed it somehow Bro, i didn't even have time to text so, you i was planning on texting I everybody know. that was on the camera and saying all right because especially yeah. um like within 24 hours before you're supposed to see wax on her teeth and then that's when you know she's yeah. gonna give birth within that hour or within that day within those 24 hours i saw yeah. no wax saw nothing no signs that were different at all so i didn't think she was gonna give birth that day and like i said i thought i was gonna text you and say okay like make sure you're watching had no time to uh, even do that screwed she's adorable though i love her i am the biggest fan of her she's so cute i it's such a big thing you're doing yeah yeah we're gonna grow up together it's gonna be yeah crazy and the one thing i wanted was a blaze and i got the biggest blaze ever her whole face yeah. is covered and it's just she's really cute she's very very sassy and gives me the same look as her mom and it's funny because like moonshine doesn't really like Love keegan it. moonshine's not like the biggest fan so the first two days the baby didn't like keegan either and he's like i just don't know what <laughs> i expected if her mom didn't like me i don't know why i expected the baby to like me too and just like throw it <laughs> i'm like you gotta put in the time buddy so he's buddied up to moonshine so that he can have time with the baby <laughs> he's like please accept me i just want somebody he threw a fit <laughs> Yeah, but it's been awesome, and I, I really can't wait till you get to meet her. I want you to meet her. I know. I'm so excited. She's adorable. I'm just... I just can't wait. Also, I just can't wait for all the things she's going to do for you. I think you guys are going to have such a cool bond and just, like, experience, like, just training her and everything. I cannot wait to see, like, a year from now, like, when she's a yearling, like, what 
what things look like i think yeah it's gonna be, it's gonna be really cool so nice. and she's really red bay right now super red yeah but we think i think she's gonna turn out cool looking she yeah. already looks like cool yeah. yeah yeah so we think that keegan and my mom swear she's gonna turn out to be the exact same color as moonshine so because she mm, I don't know. she's got very dark um like a dark underlayer all of her tips are yeah. super dark um so i don't know i don't know she could maybe really be anything kind of crazy i didn't realize how much they change in color like from birth like a lot of them don't even look like what they end up looking like yeah. um so it'll be interesting to see what she what she ends up like yeah it's really exciting so now we're i mean like i said we're at a month so we got the newborn stage for a little while and then we're gonna start getting to the rambunctious stage she's keeg has a bunch of really cute baby horseshoe marks on his thighs and his shin oh. and his so we're, we're going through it she's wild she's wild she is. it is it's moonshine's baby what did we expect I, she's gonna have a little sass i, I don't they know literally we give me the same look all the time moonshine will like kind of pin her ears back and like side eye me and like roll her eyes and i swear l will give me the same exact look like ears sort of back like side eyeing me kind of rolling her eyes at me like has no time for me at all i'm like okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> you're like damn it the attitude is genetic yeah Fuck, we are scared <laughs> yeah. we'd leave that with moonshine but that's all right that's all yeah. right that's why i love moonshine so it's yeah it's really cool to even just see the traits being passed down and her dad's really cool super cool study or um cutting stud he is of, yeah he's a known son of highbrow cat so he yeah. even himself he's a little bit on the older side and he has like a a younger crops from before and so there's one son out of him he's 10 years old right now and just this last year or 2019 no 2020 he won the WCBRA finals has ran 16 nines on standards team ropes with this girl breakaways with this yeah. girl like just so much potential like anything under the sun whether it's cutting sorting roping breakaway Anything I want to do with this baby will be pretty much be able to do, which is awesome. Yeah, I hadn't heard of him, and I like looked into I looked into him uh, when she was born. And I was like, wow, I had no idea. I hadn't heard like hadn't really heard of him, but he does have like an impressive like crop and some cool stuff. I think he's gonna be. Aw I think that Elle is gonna be awesome. Yeah, like I'm very excited for her. Yeah. Well, so we bought French fry in March, the first week of March, the last week of February. I can't remember, but we got a. It just worked out that it's kind of kind of crazy things just like work out the right way and uh we i had made one of my it's kind of it also kind of crazy i made one of my new year's resolutions this year to buy a horse and we were like not thinking we were gonna find something for a long time like it'd probably be like the end of the year that we were buying something but uh we ended up looking at my the people that we rent our spot from they had a roan mare that and which is even weirder because Ethan always has said no mares, but <laughs> they had a roan mare and uh, Ethan tried her. He kind of liked her. We didn't, weren't like in love with her, but we were just like, hey, if we like finish her, she'd be worth a lot of money, like a lot more than what we're buying her for. And so at the end of the day, we'll just sell her if we don't like her. She's like fine. She was a fine horse, like nothing crazy, right? So we, we're going to do that, but then we found out she's 10 years old and she's not registered. So it's going to be like another $600 to register her and like just a headache basically and then the guy ended up raising the price at the last minute we were like okay whatever this is just also she like had apparently a stone bruise because she's not owned by the people that run my property it's one of their friends um she supposedly has stone bruise sorry okay so she supposedly had a stone bruise then the farrier came out looked at it she's like she doesn't have a stone bruise i'm not buying a horse that's limping regardless and i'm not paying for x-rays on a horse that's 
under, you know, six grand. It's just not worth it to me. So I didn't do it. So we said no. Same day we said no. Ethan's friend from the police department um, had had told him he wanted our landlord who, or the people we rent from, to look at this horse that he had because his little girl barrel races. And he was like, yeah, she's bucking in the barrel pattern. Like, I just want to see, like, we don't know if we're going to keep her or sell her or what the deal is, right? But they're saying they want to keep her because she's really fast. I watched the video. The girl's, like, 12 years old, and this horse is, like, full on, like, full extension bucking in the barrel pattern. Like, absolutely insane. I'm like, yeah, this isn't safe for a kid. I find out the horse is only five. And then, uh, and I'm like, okay, yeah, you don't buy a five-year-old horse for a 12-year-old girl that's only been riding for, like, two years. Um, this is not a good match. And we're like, I hope they just decide to sell her. So the day that we say no to our, to about the first round mare, this other mare comes to the property, and I see her, and I automatically, I'm like, why do I want to buy this horse right now? Like, it's a barrel horse. I don't even know anything about her. I don't know how old, how, I don't really know how exactly old she is. I don't know what her background is. I don't know papers, nothing. I just, like, automatically I'm like I love this horse she's so pretty she's so cool she moves so smoothly like she looks like a horse Ethan would want and then my uh the my landlady or landlord calls me and she's like hey uh I'm looking at this horse and they're gonna sell her they're only gonna sell her for five grand and she's literally exactly what Ethan wants like I haven't seen her papers yet but I'll send them to you when I get them but I think this is Ethan's horse and I'm like that's so weird because I got a weird feeling about her too. She ends up sending me her papers and she's like Frenchman's guy on the top and on the bottom she's Corona Cartel and uh, she's like the line up to fa Dash to Fame but she doesn't have Dash to Fame on her papers. I think it's the first down Dash she has. And I'm like, this is like a race bred horse and me and Ethan had just gone to the Crown Royal uh, fraternity down here for roping and every head horse was race bred. Every single one. The one that ended up winning the fraternity was uh, Corona Cartel Frenchman's guy and dash to fame. That's what he was. And so I was like, dude, what the heck? Like, this is literally exactly what we were looking at. And me and Ethan had like taken note of it and been like, dude, we should like buy a race bred horse. And like, cause head horses need to be fast. Like you can't get outrun. Right. So it's pretty smart to have a race bred horse to do that. Um, and Ethan ended up trying her. He loved her. Um, we've had her for two months now. Never bucked one time for Ethan. I think she just needed somebody with a, like, somebody more mature that was able to, like, get after her if she was going to act bad, you know? And, like, just, she knows that she can't get totally. away with shit with him. And also, she was, she was not broke at all. Like, she was not broke in her mouth at all. Like, she had no idea what a bit was. And they had, like, a really heavy bit on her. And she's running barrels. The horse doesn't even know how to, like, side pass correctly or, 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 uh, um, what am I collect herself she couldn't even collect and you have her in a barrel pattern I'm like yeah I don't really think that she's ready for that like I think she needs more time under saddle so he's just been riding her for the last two months she's crazy smart she has an attitude not like a normal she's not like super marish like she doesn't like squeal or like really get but she does not like other horses she doesn't want to be around anybody she thinks she's above everybody else which whatever it's cool she's a little bit sassy but Ethan likes her like that she, but she's like, she's really willing. She re she tries really hard and she's super athletic, crazy fast. She, you can tell she's like blowing up on barrels. She, if you, there's a barrel in the arena, her attitude is like completely different. She hates, hates barrels, uh, which Ethan's been working on her with that too, just so that she's okay with everything. And yeah, she's getting to the point now where she's like roping the sled consistently well and it just he rode just straight rode her for a while and she's doing really good so that pretty exciting little 
prospect for Ethan. Yeah, I couldn't believe that whole situation. One, that you had messaged me like two days beforehand and you're like, I think I'm going to be getting this one horse. We're really excited about it. And then you're like, I don't think that she's going to work out. And I was really bummed for you guys. But then I think it was within the same day or within a couple of days, you're like, "Uh, we found the perfect one. And she really looks so cool for you guys. And her and Ethan, like, they, like, love each other. Honestly, she doesn't really give a shit about me. Mm-hmm. She, if I, she doesn't care about me. She doesn't necessarily love me or hate me. Like, I could keel over dead next to her <laughs> stall and she wouldn't give a shit. But she loves Ethan. She waits at her gate every day. He, he rides her at the same time every day before work. She will wait there for 30 minutes before he comes and gets her. Like, he, she's ready to work every single day. Like, she's happy to be tied up. She just wants to, like, do whatever he wants her to do, which is super cool. And like I said, no, cool. no. She's only crow hopped one time. And, it, like, it was, like, the first week we had her. Never anything else after that. Not a buck, not a nothing. Mm-hmm. She she has, she has throws fits every once in a while. She's still, like, figuring out, like, we put her in a snaffle. She was in something really heavy before. And I think she's just, I don't know. I think just having, like, the same person ride her. She had been sent to a couple of trainers and, like, just no, didn't have a great didn't have a great I don't know lifestyle training regimen yeah. whatever program for a young horse she, yeah. and we found out she turned five the day we bought her oh, so, so they bought her young. when she was they bought her when she was three and a half yeah like you, this is not a good match yeah. for a, a girl that's just learning how to ride and yeah no like this is not and she had their number real real good she was like. She was bucking. She knew if I did this, they're going to get off me. And also, I mean, I'd buck too if I had this big ass bit in my mouth and yeah. a, a young girl's riding me and I'm not even broke. Yeah. I don't even know what this is. Like she's, she's put on so much weight too. I'm going to have to send you pictures of before and after. She was like pretty, like not thin, but she was just like not as thick as she could be when she got here. And she's like doubled in size. Like she's freaking thick. Nice. I'm just so excited for her. I think she's going to be awesome rope horse uh, for Ethan and and ping pong's coming along so nice and he he won two saddles uh at his first two roping settings i know you which has been crazy that. it's so crazy oh, I, the first one was oh, awesome and then the second yeah one, i was like whoa go ping pong the first one they won second the second one he won first at a really big roping and it, it was like a big just a cool it was a season closer at dynamite it was like 400 teams it was just a good a good a good day for them and ping pong i'm just so proud of him he's very he's so different than hick the last horse that we like were training for heading right hick was so confident that like even if he didn't know what he was doing you could bring him to anything he wouldn't he wouldn't care he would just do it full out to his ability which is actually kind of a bad thing because he would be making mistakes and he thinks he knows more than you ping pong is the exact opposite he's so not scared but just nervous just so not confident in himself Mm -hmm. yes and like there was like a big crowd uh, one of there's two arenas at the roping we were at. They rope their first steer in the big one, and then their second steer in like a really quiet, like small arena. Right, first steer in that arena, he was so anxious, like he did not, like he he's just not been around those big crowds yet because right. he hasn't been. He's this is only his second roping heading. He's really confident on the heel side, no problems with him, right? Mm-hmm. But there's big crowds, and he is not. And the first roping that he won second at, it's a really small, like the way the arena is set up, it's not very overwhelming for the horses. But dynamite is like there's horses everywhere there's music there's you know the announcers like if they actually have a good like sound system so the announcer you could hear him super well ping pong not having it did not like it but then you take him to the second arena where there's like nobody around not a loud announcer nothing and he's like 
totally fine. He just, like, can't... He doesn't like attention, and you see it in all the pictures of him, like, when he wins something, Ethan, like, makes him stand there with him, and Ping Pong's just, like, looking down at the ground, like, nobody look at me. <laughs> like, I'm, like, don't want to oh, be please. here. <laughs> like, please... He's, he's so nervous. He's so anxious. He's so not confident. And so he just looks down at the ground. He's like, please stop. Please, please no pictures. Like, I'm just done. Please. I want to be done. He really is and just so he just, pure. Like, he does just he want is. what's best for you guys. <laughs> like, all the time. And he's so shy. <laughs> he's just cripplingly shy. He doesn't want, like, anybody to see him or be or be near him. He's like, it's fine. Just put me in the trailer. Let's go home. <laughs> like, I know I won. I'm done now. Please. I, I'm over it. Like... Oh, and he's just turning out so cool. I'm so proud yeah, of him awesome. that he's doing... We never thought he would be heading and, like, heading... Like, he didn't do amazing at the second roping. Like, he he's obviously not perfectly finished head horse. Like, right? He has flaws. Like, if you look at the run on Ethan's page, there's definitely flaws in the runs they had. But, like, for him to still be that flawed and winning like that on him is, like, so cool. Yeah. And we won... We won $3,600 in addition to the saddle, which was super needed because our truck is in the shop and has been for nine weeks. So we got a quote that it's going to be $3,000 like three days before the roping. And me and Ethan, when we put it in the shop, we thought it was going to be 500 bucks, And that's what they quoted us originally. So we were like not ready for that. So when they told us we ran like we won like almost the exact amount we needed to pay for it. I was like, thank you, Jesus, literally. So that's super, super, super cool. And they're going to enter now. It's also, like, just giving Ethan confidence that he can go enter things and actually... And he has a horse he can rope on. Like, get around, even though Ping Mong has his little issues. That he can get by him and and rope on him and win on him. So, they're entering in Sholo at this World Series roping. He's got, like, four or five partners lined up, which I'm... Or three... Maybe three or four. I don't know. But he's roping in all the roping Saturday and Sunday at the end of May. So, I'm excited for that. Uh, we haven't been able to, like, travel somewhere and, like, enter something since Hick passed away. So, this is our first, like big one that he's going to go enter and like do the full thing on for a couple days and it's going to be really fun yeah, and i think really ping pong will. yeah i'm just excited for i'm just excited for ping pong honestly i love him so much he is literally my soulmate every time he wins something i'm like this is the horse that deserves it because he has no confidence and just so shy so pure just does his job and he's like load me in the trailer i'm done like i don't want to be around anybody nobody look at me please yeah like, and it's really cool that you guys obviously love him to death but had to kind yeah. of think about well we may not be able to keep him because he may not be able yeah. to work for our program and unfortunately as a horse owner especially when you're young and broke and can't really afford that many horses that's a decision that you have to make pretty often and it's pretty sad but you guys were able to make him work for what you guys got going on and not only that but he's like an asset for you which is really cool yeah and he's like more i like the way the main reason we kept him is because i love him right. and i was telling ethan like in our like the way we live, like, I'm obviously not as serious about rodeo as he is. He wants to, like, perfect. This is his dream. Like, that's what he wants to do full time. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm never going to have, like, in our young years when we're broke, I'm not going to have a $20,000 horse. I'm not going to, like, we're not going to spend eight grand on a horse for me. We would do it for Ethan, you know? Right. And, like, ping pong was only five, five grand. And, like, that's the kind of horse we would buy for me. And the fact that he's turned out so nice and I've been breakaway on him, like, I breakawayed on him, like three or four times a week since I've graduated, which has been so nice and so cool. And he's a great breakaway horse. Mm -hmm. He loves it. We're, he's doing so good. I'm like really impressed because I really don't know what I'm doing and neither does Ethan and he's doing so good. I'm like, love him to death and I've been loving breakawaying. But I just want to say, because I like so many times have not, uh, you guys have hear, heard me on the podcast talk about my life or what our plan is and feeling lost or whatever. Like everything falls into place at the right time. Like Ethan got hired by the fire department. I don't think I've 
talked about that on here either. So he's going to be a firefighter. He goes to the fire academy in September, and he uh, he gets redshirted in July. That just basically means he's just going to the fire station and just working there, but not actually a firefighter yet. Um, and so he's going to have a schedule that's two days on, four days off, which is like what he wanted so that he could rodeo, right? And so like that worked out at the same time as me graduating school and ping pong being ready. And like all these things are happening at the same time, like when they were supposed to happen, right? Like if if yeah. Ethan would have had the horse to rodeo while he was a cop, like we might not have been able to make it work, right? And oh, and buying French fry, like just all these things happening at the right time for us where we could actually use them. Like totally. I, it's just, you just need to be patient and wait for things because they end up working out in the long run and just keep chugging yeah and pay attention like when they do come together like take time to reflect on how oh my god like I wanted this for so long and for so bad and finally it came together and it couldn't be at a more perfect time I feel that way about Elle too about her coming now of course I've always wanted a moonshine baby I've had her since she was three she's 13 now nope yeah 13 now so I've had her for 10 years and I've always wanted a moonshine baby but honestly if I think about it I would not have been able to do it without Keegan Keegan is such a huge prominent person right now in the training and he just helps me out a lot as far as like our patience goes but also Keegan three years ago like when I first met him he was not into horses he did not take the time to learn about them or to train or to do anything like that so now not that we know everything but he's now in a place to where he's more comfortable working with them and he is excited and motivated and like you said it just literally could not have worked out in a more perfect time and we're both just like yeah like let's do it it's pretty awesome. I'm the biggest I'm the biggest fan of Keegan. Keegan reminds <laughs> me so much of my brother-in-law. Georgia was telling me she DM'd you the other day because yeah. you were, like, posting those, like, the random text messages. Literally, when I was reading those, I was dying laughing because I'm like, this is actually how Chris talks to Georgia. Yeah. Like, that is how, like, Chris is. They're so alike. I, I really cannot wait for them to meet one day because yeah. they're just going to click because they're so similar. Yeah. He, like, he literally came home right now. I can't. There was something that he's into right now. It's something he just came home with. But it is. It's just like he wants to do hockey. And then now all of a sudden he wants to fight bulls. And then he's just on to all these different things. And then when Georgia texted me that and like showed me, literally that day, her husband had uh, texted her and said something random about how he wants, oh, he wants a piano. He wants a piano. She's like, (laughs) he's never played the piano. Like, I have no idea where this came from. I'm like, dude, that happens all the time. Yeah. (laughs) No, and he just, he'll send her texts sometimes. Like, she always, she calls them criticisms and she'll send them to me like he sent her the other day um just that he was like writing her a nice note because he's deployed so he'll send her like nice long text messages or whatever right and he says at the end of the text message you have the heart of a thousand hummingbirds because they're hap- they're great until you piss them off then they'll fuck you up or something like that and we're just like what <laughs> what does that even mean what are you saying and then he like they're talking about build- their like house they're gonna build one day and George's like, yeah, I just want, like, three bedrooms so that we can, like, have a guest bedroom, blah, 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 blah. And Chris is like, yeah, and an indoor pool. And George's like, what? Like, no, we can't afford an indoor pool. And he oh, goes, just a yeah. small pool. For just sure. a small one. And then he sends her a picture of it. And she's like, that's a, I mean, sure, that's cool. But, like, I don't think we're going to be able to do that. And he's like, we'll figure it out, babe. And she's like, all right. Like, what? He said, don't you worry, <gasps> <Okay>. boo. <laughs> this is my we'll dream, figure it out. yours. <laughs> yeah, we'll have an indoor pool, whether you want one or not. They're, she, Chris, Keegan reminds me so much of Chris that they are very similar. And they're just so chill. Nothing bothers them at all, ever. And everything works out for them. Like, no matter what happens, like, Chris, mm-hmm. like, they could be $1,000 short on rent and Chris will come home and he found $1,000 on the side of the road. Like, literally, that's how it works for Chris. He's just, like, <laughs> chilling. 
Like, nothing bothers him. Yeah. He's like, Georgia, everything's fine. What are you talking about? Yeah. We're good. Like, and Keegan's the same way. Like, I NFR, he was like, dude, everything's cool. Yeah. Me and you would be stressed out, and Keegan's like, no, we're good, dude. Yeah, like, <laughs> he really is. He has his moments, for sure. Like, this morning, he couldn't find our credit or our debit card and his ID, and he's like, I can't find it anywhere. And, like, needs my help. I'm like, can you not live without me? Like, what is going on? Yeah. Like, he really Ethan is. is like, like in this moment, like, with me going through whatever, like, he is such a stoic like person just for me to be around and he's been through therapy and stuff which I'm so grateful for because I don't think there's a lot of men in the family that I have or just like the people around me that have taken the time to do that and he's been through a lot of stuff and put himself through therapy and everything so he's just like such a rock in yeah and that's the thing we got engaged too we got engaged March 20th which is just so crazy so exciting I was not I'm so excited for you guys yeah I was not expecting anything at all like that like we've been together for five years as of this year so and we've always we've always told ourselves that we're just not in a rush we just are happy to be where we're at and um I just wanted him to be my boyfriend for a while you know and uh I guess he's plan has had this planned for like a year and a half and wanted to get it done on the fifth um fifth anniversary and so he did it and it was really cool and so we're engaged and not planning a wedding but just happy being engaged such an awesome time i'm just so you guys are like my favorite people i'm just ecstatic that you're getting married and that you're engaged and that's so awesome if you ever need help obviously i you got me i'll do whatever i'll do everything i'll be your slave whatever you need me to do i'm there like i'm just so excited for you guys and he had told ethan at nfr that he was going to propose to you he didn't say like any details but ethan was like are you guys gonna get married soon and keegan was like oh yeah he's like you're gonna get engaged he's like yeah and i remember i ethan told me that and i was like well, I talked to Hannah, and she never mentioned that, so I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he just... Yeah, and then, and then he proposed to you, and I was like, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, he did say, like, soon, I guess. So I just thought that was so cute. I just... I'm so excited for you guys. It's going to be awesome. You guys are going to be the best husband, wife, married people. It's going to be cool. Yeah, you're so. going to be... You're going to be in my wedding, so... I can't wait. Let's get this thing going. <laughs> I I will do literally I will be your I'll be your wedding planner. I'll make your wedding invites whatever you need me to do. My idea is that I want the bachelorette party to be at NFR 2023. <gasps> so not this that year, would be but so- next year us girls, Jenny, everything, we're going out. That would be so fun. You could have your bachelor party there too. When do you want to get married? Like what month? Uh, I think 2024 for sure. But with around here, the weather is just so spotty and I don't really want it to be, de- I think summer 2024. Yeah. Around then. Okay, gotcha. Well, I think I think we should probably end it here. I know you've got to get out of here pretty soon. So yeah. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. I'm just so glad we got to finally like sit down and talk me and hannah have been doing our our thing for so long last couple months we had family stuff and you know just everything going on the last uh, uh, couple months so i'm sorry we've been absent but obviously we want to be like consistent we're gonna set a day and stuff now that we're both way more open i'm graduated hannah's about to be on summer break uh, um we're just excited and we're gonna we can't wait to see where the podcast goes from here and just put our full efforts into it and and be here for it so yeah guys but that's pretty much it and we will hear you or talk to you in the next one bye guys